another great edition of that sports show not this sports show not any other sports show that sports show which makes me your host jeremy the impact york thank you for tuning in welcome in we have a lot to go over before we get into any of that we want to remind you that a little bit later on we will talk a little about our friends at betonline.net definitely check them out for uh, all your betting and info needs they do a lot of stuff besides just laying odds and allowing you to place wagers. Um, if you would like to follow the show, you can do so anywhere you find a podcast. If there's a place you get a podcast that you cannot find us, please let us know. We would like to be in that platform as well. If you want to search for us on Facebook, you, of course, can find us by searching Impact Media, Jeremy York, or Check, That Sports Show, Strong Style, any of that should pull up the the uh, show. If you prefer Twitter, some of you do. I like Twitter a little bit. I think each platform has its own thing. I like Twitter for different things. Uh, at Team Impact Media, we'll find all the show notes and just just the show links. That's what the entire account is about. At the Impact Ninety Nine, we'll find my personal account, which will have show no, uh, show links and other things as well. Other fun things we have going on if you are on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, or Instagram. And, of course, if for some reason you can't find any of that or you don't prefer any of that stuff, we still do email. 3endzone at gmail.com. I answer every one of them personally. I really do. That is me who is answering. Because I wouldn't have it any other way. At least not right now. Tonight we've got... United, we've got Braves, we've got NASCAR, F1, NCAA football news, and uh, some announcements as well. Uh, in fact, I'll do the announcements right now. Uh, also, uh, even Rugby ATL's got some fun stuff going on. Uh, announcements. Starting next week, we are going to be featuring three new shows. Three new shows. Georgia State football will be getting its own platform show again, uh, hosted by myself. I will feature. I will feature a lot of uh, uh, press clips and things like that, and uh, tell you guys uh, what's going on in the world of the Georgia State Panthers. We are we will be debuting a show about Georgia Tech football, featuring. Um, uh, a little bit of me and a lot of uh, John Watts from here at Impact Media. And we will be featuring our uh, third show there. will be a show about the UGA Bulldogs with uh, a little bit of me and a lot more of uh, Jake Skinner right here from Impact Media. We are super excited about those. We will debut those. We're still finalizing some things. That's why I can't tell you the names of things yet. Can't tell you exactly when these shows may appear, but I will uh, I will tell you that those will debut 
next week. And we'll be every week throughout the college football season. Should be fun. I'm excited. I know they're excited. And uh, uh, I think John's been on a couple shows before. I don't know the J-Cast, so uh, introducing him to you guys. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. And uh, nobody knows more about Georgia Tech sports than, uh, than John. It's, it's pretty crazy. But let's start with the world of the NFL. And, of course, we have to do that. We don't have to, I guess. But the major story of the day is Deshaun Watson's punishment has been handed down for, his, uh, for violating the conduct policy in the way that he did. We all know what he did by now, what he did or didn't do. He uh, still maintains his innocence through all this, by the way. He says he just is taking this particular punishment deal so that he can move on with his life. Right. wonder if any of the other people involved have been able to do that, but that's neither here nor there. He ends up getting 11-game suspension for this season. It cannot. I don't think he, can, he took the deal, so he can't appeal it. And a $5 million fine. I also feel like he probably took this deal so that he could get back on the football field. It has been 23 months since he's been on a football field, something like that. 24, maybe. It's been a while, we'll put it that way. Um, I'm with you guys. I wanted a year from the gate. I wanted a year and $10 million because it would erase last year, basically. Remember last year, he just refused to play for the Texans, and they said, that's fine, uh, go home, don't practice with the team, you don't have to show up to any of our events, and uh, we're going to try to trade you. And up until this scandal dropped, he was going to be a Miami Dolphin. That was almost signed, sealed, and delivered, but they wanted him to settle these cases because in the middle of negotiations between the two teams is when this dropped. And when he did not get them all settled in time, Dolphins backed out very smartly, by the way. Very cleverly, not cleverly, very, very smart move. You can't always say that about some of the Dolphins' decisions recently, but they made a good decision here. So fast forward to now. He hits 11 games. He doesn't get to 17, and it's it's $5 million, not 10. I was I was a little upset a little bit about this, a little perturbed. Not not super. I'm I'm more upset for for the victims in this. But as far as this goes, as far as this goes, I would say this. Something that Mike Florio from Football Talk reminded me. He said, if you're upset about it, you just got 11 games and not 17, think about this. The $5 million fine erases half of the season last year. So, okay, so let's say eight games because technically it would eight and a half would, would be a full season. So eight games, that, that equals eight games that he could have played last year, but he was paid to stay home. So instead those eight games get tacked on to this 11, that makes 19. It's basically a 19-game suspension. 
Now that makes a little more sense because now now we're back to we're actually over a season at that point. It's basically he gets a little bit of credit for time served because of the fine is going to erase the time he didn't play. Some of the time he didn't play. Plus he gets 11 games this time. The weird thing about the 11 games is when he comes back for game 12, it is against his former team, the Houston Texans. Yeah, the NFL knows what it's doing. They very much do. So, I, not that my opinion matters in this, but I, I will give my opinion on here. Uh, I, I, I will be accepting of the 11-game $5 million. Okay. I will, I will be okay with that. Uh, for one, it's going to be hard for him to come back out of nowhere and come back in. I think Jacoby Brissett, if he has the team at least five or six wins in those 11 games, if they're five and six or six and five or even seven and four, possible. Uh, I think you got to keep rolling with the hot hand at that point. But this was also brought up to me. And you have to keep this in mind because the NFL is a business, number one. First rule of the NFL is we're a business. When I say we, I'm talking about them. They are a business. Second rule of NFL club, they are a business. Let me get into the other rules later. So this was brought up to me by, uh, by actually John, who I just said uh, will be uh, the new host of the Georgia Tech show coming up. He said, how can he get 11 or 19 games, whatever you want to call it, and a big fine, and for 24 plus 33, 66, I don't know what the final number is, but that many different women that were involved, and Ray Rice gets pretty much got handed a ban. And I said, well, this is what it comes down to. The NFL is a business. We just said that. The NFL is a business. Ray Rice, at the time of his altercation with his now wife, I believe, was basically in the process of uh, being a running back in his twilight and potentially being out of the league in a couple years anyway. So basically taking him out of the picture at that point, it's not that he had much more value for the league at that point. Sean Watson, for the next seven, eight, nine, ten years, is going to continue to make millions, if not billions, of dollars for the league. So this is why the league doesn't ultimately ban people a lot, because Watson still has a lot of worth and a lot of value to the league. So they hand down a fair and just punishment, maybe not the one that public outcry demanded for, but... They, they want to show that, hey, we don't accept this behavior, but we also want him back on the field at some point because he's going to make us all a lot of money. Remember, the NFL, they have a commissioner. Who pays and elects the commissioner? The 32 owners. 31 owners, I guess, if you touch Green Bay is a weird situation like they are. So that's what we're with. That's what it's handed down to. Um, I still stand by my statement up until now is that uh, once the judgment came out um, from here on out, you will not hear me say these two words consecutively on this show and that this will be the last time. Mark it. Sean.
Deshaun Watson. It's the last time I will say that. I will say everything from the quarterback to Cleveland, uh, QB1, that guy, the one that's more be now. I mean, I'll say anything but his name. Just know from here on out. Because uh, I still think it's despicable what he did. As usual, it's it's a slap on the wrist, a big fine, and uh, business as usual for the uh, for the NFL. Moving on, Joe Burrow had a little bit of an issue. Joe Burrow uh, was having some appendix-related issues. He goes in to get it checked out, and it actually ruptures, from what uh, from what he says. And when it ruptures, they, of course, have to go in there and take it out. That's uh, emergency surgery at that point. He is apparently doing good. He is recovering, but you will not see him in the preseason. You will probably you, – he should be good for game one of the regular season, but there is a chance that he may not be around till game two or three. Um, plan your bets accordingly if you are in an uh, area that allows you to do so. Uh, Burrow's going to be okay. He's going to be fine. It, it's it's good that he got the medical care he needed, and, and he's, he's going to be good. But taking a little bit of time off right here, it's preseason, is going to hurt him a little bit out of the gate, I think. So we'll see what the Bengals do. They uh, hopefully will not be a part of the Super Bowl hangover of being the runner-up and in the following year just completely falling out of nowhere. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they'll be pretty good still. We're probably going to be better than the Browns. So, glad Burrow is on the mend, on the up and up. And, uh, you know, still thoughts and prayers out to him on his recovery. Rob Walton of the Walmart family. He now officially owns the Broncos. It, it went in official the other day. He played just a little less than $5 billion. That's with a B. For this team, and uh, I look forward to seeing what Rob is going to bring to the table. The NFL does want billionaires in the club. They want responsible billionaires in the club because they hate having to go through these scandals that seem to pop up a lot. Plus, it'll be interesting to see who Rob kind of... kind of starts to bond with is is it going to be the Robert Crafts and the Jerry Jones who have a lot of influence and uh and and power and swing in the league is it going to buddy up to David Tepper who is uh probably the second richest owner now behind Rob Walton and uh hedge fund guy and you know is he gonna there's it'll be interesting to see who he kind of mingles in with which group he kind of gets into and uh, I, I really do, I want to see what they're going to do now. Now they have somebody permanently in place as the owner. More stability out in Denver. I still don't know exactly how good they're going to do. Next, right before the season starts, regular season starts, we will go over, I will predict all the divisions. A little bit of a spoiler alert. I'm not sure how good exactly the Broncos are going to be. I don't know if you should believe all the hype. But it is what it is, right? Uh, the Brady hiatus, I, I need to hit it a little bit. Brady apparently is taking about 15 days off to go on vacation. It happens to be right here in the preseason. From what Tampa Bay says, this was already understood and they already knew about it a while back. I don't believe all of that. I don't personally, and I, I don't think you should either. 
think this is Brady being Brady and pulling a uh, power play move when he wants to. And good on him. And the Buccaneers are doing the right thing and just playing along with it. I think this this is going to hurt them a little bit. This division could be wide open. Who are the best? Who is the the best team? Public perception: the Buccaneers. I'm talking about the NFC South. Who is the uh, best team on paper? Possibly New Orleans. Who is the considered the dark horse in this division? The Carolina Panthers. Who is the team that could surprise everybody? That's the Atlanta Falcons. Think about this. If the Bucks stumble a little bit and the cap and injuries and Kamara's potential su- suspension catch up with New Orleans and Carolina can't put it together, whether Baker or Sam Darnold or, gosh, David Tepper even plays quarterback for them and can't quite put it all together. And the Falcons string together a couple wins in a row, whether it's Mariota, whether it's Desmond Ritter. We're going to talk about them in a minute. Uh, you know, maybe they string a few things together here and there. This division could be wide open. It legitimately could be. Now, that's a little bit of a stretch. And, yes, I am giving probably more credit to a couple of those teams than, than they probably deserve at this point. But we'll, we'll go right in the Falcons from here. I think the Brady hiatus is going to hurt the Bucks. I think at some point not having Sean Payton at the helm and a couple injuries and cap-related things are going to catch up to New Orleans, and I'm not sure that Carolina can put it together, exactly like I said. So Falcons fans, you know, Drake London hurt his knee. I think he's going to be fine. Uh, it's I, I don't think he was quite ready for NFL training camp. I'm not saying he was out of shape. I'm just saying – He's not used to the way they do things. He will be. Um, he's going to be okay. Desmond Ritter looked uh, looked pretty okay, pretty good in his preseason debut. I think it was like 12 for 22, but I'm not even worried about that. He looked good on his feet. It did not seem like the game was too fast. He was not over his skis. He did not look like the deer in the headlights. He seemed to be putting some things together. Is he ready to start an NFL game? And be successful. No. Mariota needs to start. I, if you the longer you can, you got to think of it. You got to think of it like you're baking your favorite cake, your favorite pie. And I'm going to throw this caveat that you, it is going to be super hard for you to burn it. Super hard. It is almost impossible for you to burn this cake or pie. Desmond Ritter is one that the longer you can let him learn under Mariota and be the number two, the QB two, the better he's going to be when he takes over. If it's a year, fine. I don't think it's longer than a year. If it's if it's eight, nine, ten games, fine. I'm okay with that too. And you should be as well. Desmond Ritter, he looked pretty good. He's one of these good young quarterbacks. I think they made a good solid draft pick. You need to improve other things on your team, and that is why Mariota should be up front to start with. And I hate it for Marcus because he's really good, and there's a chance, like I said, if they put some things together, they could string up some wins. What if they're sitting at 4-4, four and 5-4, four, and four, maybe even uh, what if they're 6-2 and two halfway through this? What if they're 5-3 they're and three halfway through this? 
there's a chance they're going to be right there. They're only going to be a couple, a couple wins away from being in the top. I really feel pretty good about some things they're doing. They need to help their defense. They need to get some sacks and things like that. But I do think you're going to see a slightly better Falcons team this year. They had the 27-23 to win over Detroit in the preseason. Preseason means absolute squad douche, which is slang term for zero. It means 0.0 in anything. All that you're trying to do is, is glorified practice to get the reps for people who need reps to see where people are at as well, as we did with uh, Drake London, as we did Kyle Pitts, Desmond Ritter. We got to see where some of those guys are. A lot of young guys played in that first one. And in fact, who had the winning touchdown throw in the 27 to 23 late touchdown throw by Desmond Ritter. Next up, they actually have a Monday night football game at the New York Jets. Now here's the fun thing about their preseason. They play against Detroit. They are going to play against the Jets. Then they're going to be at home for week number three of that to face the Jaguars. These are three teams that are, in their wheelhouse, or or they're probably better than. They're right there with the teams where they all finished last year. They're all in that little bubble. These are the perfect teams to warm up on so that when you open up game one, you are ready to go. Absolutely ready to go. Falcons fans, be excited. We're going to talk a little more about it. I have a better season preview next week. But uh, last bit of NFL news I want to throw in is Roquan Smith and the Chicago Bears is a, uh, if this was a Facebook status, it would be complicated. That's yeah, complicated. He wants a new contract. He probably deserves a new contract. He is probably one of the few elite players they have. They're, they're in the process of a rebuild. They're at the very beginning of it. We got to, you know, we got to wait and see what they're going to do. But totally understand. He's like, give me a new contract or get me out of here. First of all, he's probably going to end up with a new contract because, it's, hard, it's going to be hard to move Roquan at this point of the year. Now, people will want him, but you can't talk about draft capital because it's for next year. That doesn't help the Bears right now at all. And you don't want to trade for players because it's just not that – It's you've already started to put people in place. It's my bus analogy. You've already started to put people on the bus. You're already trying to find the right seats for them. So Roquan will probably get a contract, as he should. Uh, everybody thought the Falcons try to bring him home here. You don't have the draft capital to try to to try to do that, and you can't bring every dog player back here. That's something we will address on uh, the Bulldog Show. Trust me. But uh, that's the NFL news for now. Let's get into um, let's get into well. Let me just get some of these news and notes out of the way. In Major League Rugby, Rugby ATL tonight, as we speak right now, they are a part of the MLR draft. Uh, I've seen a, ha a handful of the people that we have drafted. I want to dig into them and see who some of these guys are. It looks like some big, tough, fun players will be coming our way. And I uh, look forward to potentially speaking to them, hopefully, maybe before the end of the year. We're going we're gonna to try to find them and uh, figure that out. But uh, Rugby ATL, yep, this, uh, I, I look forward to looking at the draft recap. I've never seen a rugby draft, so I, I would kind of curious to see how everything goes. Um, F1 is still on summer break until I believe next weekend is the next one, which is the Spa course. Happens to uh, be a lot of people's favorites. It will be fun to see 
what they do there. Uh, Max Verstappen is building up such a lead over Charles Leclerc, um, Sergio Perez, and others. And um, uh, so much so that he could actually have a handful of DNFs. He could actually not race for a couple weeks and still be in the points lead. It's probably going to be him in the end, but there are so many things going on between Aston Martin and Mercedes and Ferrari engine blowing up left and right uh, that F1 is a must-watch every week because, for one, Max has had problems. Perez has done really well. Uh, when Leclerc puts together, he's there. Um, there's there's just uh, knowing that uh, Sebastian Vettel wasn't on a set. This is his last season. He is going to uh, spend more time with his family. He is just a beloved figure down there. And um, lots of fun stuff. We're going to talk more F1 next week. Obviously, as they're out of the summer break. Um, right now, if it's if Max is going to run away with the, the player lead, as I call it, uh, the, the, the builders, the team lead, that's, that's the one you need to hang on to. And right now, I believe Red Bull is ahead. But like I said, Ferrari... Mercedes, there's a bunch of them that, that could potentially close in. And you still got teams like Williams, and you've got uh, Stuart Haas that are clamoring to try to get those points, not just for the team, but to try to get these drivers into top 10 positions. And I've I've uh, just really gotten back into F1 and enjoyed it this year, and I hope you guys are following along and do as well. Um Before we get into the rest of it, let's go ahead and take a break so that we can talk about uh, talk a little bit about our friends at BetOnline.net, where uh, you should go to check out uh, the betting lines, potentially wager if it is legal in the area you are trying to do so. And uh, they also have the articles. They, they have all kinds of fun stuff. They do a lot of the work for you, so you don't have to do the research. But for now, let's take a break. Let's hear from our friends at BetOnline.net. This is Jeremy the Impact York from Board Check, That Sports Show, and Strong Style. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And... BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we are back on That Sports Show Welcome back. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. Uh, we just talked. Well, you just got to hear a little bit about our friends at BetOnline.net. Make sure to go check them out. Tell them the Impact sent you. Like tell them Jeremy the Impact sent you. Tell them they who I am. They they really do. They do the articles. They've got podcasts. They've got stories. They've got the betting lines. They really do a lot of the work for you. So go check them out. BetOnline.net. Uh, while we're on the racing side of things, let's talk a little NASCAR. A couple weeks ago at Michigan, Kevin Harvick came from the back of the pack and ended up winning that one. Uh, it was his first win in like 63 races. 
it led to my good friend Matt and his family getting those celebratory ice cream sundaes. Always a good thing when little kids get ice cream. Uh, second through fifth in that one was uh, Bubba Wallace, who had an outstanding day. Denny Hamlin, who was helping out his driver as well. Joey Logano, Ford getting back up in there just like Harvick. Fords have just, I think it has a lot to do with what, you know, Matt, who I just mentioned, said. And that maybe they were chasing arrow and everybody else was chasing speed. And now they've the Fords have found some speed. And they are getting right back up and hot just at the right time. The playoffs are just around the corner. Uh, Logano in fourth, Blaney in fifth, who needs a win desperately this week. We will talk about that. I think that's the only way he gets in the playoffs. He needs a win to kind of catapult some people. Uh, Richmond is where they were at last week, where Kevin Harvick went back to back, and you should be scared that Kevin Harvick has not only figured it out, but he has two wins. He has submitted himself into the playoff structure, and he is going to wreck some people. And I don't mean wreck their cars. He is going to wreck your chances because when Kevin Harvick and crew figure it out, I think Childress is his um, crew chief. Yeah, when, when Harvick starts to figure it out, you should be scared. Uh, Christopher Bell with a good with a good uh, second-place finish. You had Boucher with third. Denny was in fourth. And Chase Elliott, the perennial popular favorite, in fifth. He leads everything with, like, four wins uh, going into it. This week, they will be in Watkins Glen, which is a road course. Kyle Larson is the defending champion. Uh, you got to look at people like uh, Reddick, who has two road course wins this year. You got to look at the fact that we've had like 14 winners in, in 20 races. And you got to look at the fact that people like Kevin Harvick went back to back. Could he go three in a row? It's possible. Depends on where he, with a road course, you either have to wait on just a major crash to bunch everybody up, or you need a good qualifying position and some good pit stops to keep you in those positions because it's kind of like F1 when you get to these road courses. If you time them out right, your pit stops can be advantages as opposed to disadvantages. Um, as far as who I think will win, I'm going to agree with a, another friend of mine, Bryce, who does a, uh, they do, him and Matt do a racing podcast, which is really good track talk you should you should check it out i'm gonna agree with him and i'm actually gonna say daniel suarez is the guy that i am uh, gonna go with because uh suarez is really good at he is really good at um He is really good at road courses and things like that. Daniel Suarez is super cool. And if he doesn't win, I mean, look, it's like this. Him and Ross Chastain with track, Chastain with track house racing. Maybe I'll spit it out. I'm so upset. Um, have done so many fantastic things. I've talked about them on this show. Uh, if Ross wins, he smashes a watermelon. He is a watermelon farmer and his sidekick. And um, if Daniel Suarez wins, and he smashes a pinata. So, 
I look forward to seeing this pinata get smashed, and you guys should too. NASCAR, just like F1, has been so much fun this year. Uh, I've been able to watch all the races. Makes me uh, have some flashbacks to years ago when I'd watch a lot of them with my mom, who does not miss a race. She watches the uh, the top two tiers, and uh, shout out to her. Uh, she's super amazing, and a lot of the reasons I'm a sports fan. So, uh, shout out to you, Mom. I'll be watching. I know you'll be watching. And uh, even though I like to tease her and say that Kyle or Denny will win, I'm going Daniel Suarez. So, uh, that should be fun. Um, we've got to talk about this just a little bit. The NCAA is going to have a problem because the Power Five, uh, well, the Big Three, as I'm calling them, because you got a couple of them that are kind of combining up. Basically, the top five conferences, the big big five, power five, they're considering banding together and leaving the NCAA, which we've known for years, but now they're actually starting to put pen to paper and kind of put some things in motion that could allow them to do so. We don't know much at this point, but what this would basically do is create two college organizations, basically. You would have the Power Five on one side, and you would have what's remaining of the NCAA encompassing uh, the other five and, and all other, everybody who's not in the Power Five. A lot of the money will go to the Power Five at that point, but the NCAA has got to put get their act together because they, they are the ones who, who caused this who and who are allowing it to happen now. They could have uh, done some things years ago to kind of put it back in motion. But they didn't. I do think at some point this is going to happen. And it's going to look a lot like the Live Tour and the PGA Tour, except for the Live Tour was just a lot of money that came out of nowhere to create something out of nothing. There, there was no Live Tour, and then there was a Live Tour. Where what this is going to be is the Power Five, who has a majority of the money, is going to take the money and run and create their own super conference where they can have uh, massive matchups, and I've talked about this before. So looks like some wheels are getting put into motion. Nothing is permanent or final yet, but that's just uh, kind of where things are at the moment with that. Hopefully we'll have updates here soon. You will hear a lot more of the college updates on the college shows that we debuting next week, as I said. Uh, let's talk... Let's talk United. I want to end on a positive note, so I am going to talk United first. We'll end with our Braves talk. United. A couple games ago, they had the big win over Seattle, 2-1. to one. I was there in person. Uh, so, overall this year, of the three games I attended, I went 2-1. and one. I went to the opening game where they won. I went to the middle game where Austin FC smashed them about 3 to nothing, I believe. And I went to the game versus Seattle where they won 2-1. to one. So, hey. I was 2-1 this year. I was the jinx. I feel good about that. United fans, it's going to be a challenge for the rest of the year, and I think you're going to see an interesting roster shakeup after this is over. I don't think a bunch of moving pieces, but you're going to see a couple. Hopefully we keep people like Parada, Cisneros, other people we have on loan. Hopefully we uh, uh, find other homes for some other ones. We can go through that one day. Uh, for the best United coverage, if you go to the Sports Inquirer with E. Marcel Patoot, or if you listen to Doug Robertson of the AJC with Southern Pride Soccer, or the soccer down here, guys, uh, 
Jason, Jarrett, and John, those are the best Atlanta United coverage in, in, in the area. Not just in the area, probably in the nation. But, uh, and they're also good people. I know them all. I can think they've all been on this show. So, no, Marcel is not. They have, everybody else has been on this. Either way, in that win versus Seattle, you had Cisneros with the early goal, then they, it got tied up, and then Gutman with just a blast from the top of the box for the winner. Then they go up to Cincinnati. They get the draw there last weekend, 2-2, two to two, where they uh, they had to kind of rally. Almeida got one, and then uh, Gutman again saved the bacon of this team late in the game. And he actually scored the 20,000th MLS goal in the history of the league. So congratulations to him on that. Not to be outdone, we had another milestone coming up very soon after in the loss to the New York Red Bulls just last night, 2-1. to one. The lone goal went to Joe Barr, otherwise known as Joseph Martinez, who is still recovering from his knee issues. That's what you guys keep saying, oh, he's – he, uh, he, it doesn't look like he's running as much. He's not creating these chances. He's not who he was. No, he's coming off a major knee injury and a major knee cleanup in the middle of this season. So you got to give him a little bit of time. By next season, I think we're going to see a little more of the old Joseph. Let's just give him some time. It's not easy to come back and be a top-tier athlete after having your knee uh, pieced back together like it was a puzzle. But good for Joe Mar because this goal was his 100th overall MLS goal, and that is in uh, all MLS competitions. That's not the Capionis Cup and the other stuff. That's not everything that's in MLS, whether it's playoffs, whether it's regular season, whether it's MLS tournaments, anything like that. He has 100 total there. Fantastic. Glad for him. Wish it would have been a winning effort. This team has, what, 10 games left? I still stand by the fact that they need to win at least half of those and probably draw at least three of the other five. So we're looking, we need probably five wins and three draws would be ideal. We'll see what happens because this Sunday at five, let's see this. Yes. This Sunday at five 30, they will go up to Columbus to take on the crew. Check your local list and see where that game is going to be. Columbus is not going to be one to sit back like the Red Bulls did. Columbus is going to be in your face and get up and be physical early. And we need to get an early goal to set the tone. Because when we do not score first, or when United does not score first, when I cannot play for them, they're like 6-74-8 or something like that. It's some ridiculous number. Uh, so they need to score first and not play from behind because they are not good at doing so. But on the up and up, United is in a better place than I thought they would be, a better place than a lot of you thought they would be, and, hey, we're still backing this team. I still back the team. You should too. And to end on a positive note, the Atlanta Braves. They won the first two games versus the Mets as they won, what, 13-1 or something like that, and then they won – Five to nothing or five? I can't remember. But they won big in the first game. They won uh, pretty good in the second game. They lost last night nine to seven. That was Max Scherzer night. Jacob DeGrom is pitching tonight versus the returning Max Freed. It was two to two in the fifth when we started this show. I have not looked. 
Um, even as a Mets fan, man, this 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 has been a fun race. I look forward to the way the next month plays out. These two teams are going to be in the playoffs, and they're probably going to meet later on in the playoffs because uh, hopefully they avoid each other in the first round. They're going to meet in the second round. I would be willing to bet. Uh, and this Braves team is so much fun. I tell you guys all the time, if my Mets can't win, or if they're not going to win, I would rather the local team, the Braves, who I've watched my entire life. I've watched the Braves and the Cubs and the White Sox because that was what we got on TV when I was a kid. I'm that old. But uh, <laughs> this Braves team is so much fun to watch. It started a couple years ago, watched them put this nucleus together. And speaking of that nucleus, they are four and a half back of the Mets going into tonight. They do need the win. See what happens. Because the Mets have a pretty fun September that involves a lot of uh, lower level te- or low, lower teams where the Braves have some, uh, some tougher competition for sure. Uh, we already know that Austin Riley got the big contract. Matt Olson got one when he got here. Uh, and now Harris II, he gets a eight year, $72 million extension basically. It's basically an extension. He is 21 years old, so this would tie him here till he is 29th year. Uh, he is basically going to be your everyday center fielder. He's been the breath of fresh air that this team needed from the time he joined the team from AAA back in uh, what early summer. He has just—it's been the spark that has ignited this team into just being a fireball. And they have locked up a lot of their young talent. Alex Anthopoulos, by far, is, uh, if he is a wizard, then Chris Jericho better watch out. He will throw a fireball in his face. This is uh, crazy. And if you got that joke, you should tune into our other show, Strong Style, uh, usually earlier in the week. We uh, talk about wrestling. But, of course, that leaves the, the open thing. The uh, elephant in the room is Dansby Swanson. His contract, I believe, is up at the end of the year. I very much think they're going to bring uh, bring him back or, or keep him here. I think his is just on the horizon. They just haven't gotten around to, to finalizing it. They did bring up Vaughn Grissom, who has done very, very good and is a natural shortstop. But he is not ready to be the everyday shortstop on this team. He is a good uh, utility player. He is a good player to have up on your team now, especially for a postseason run. But uh, I think at the end of the year, if they do not have a place for Vaughn Grissom on this team, then he will start in AAA. He'll eventually be a major leaguer. He's he's already on that level. It's just you got to see there's a lot of backups in a lot of positions. So we will see how that shakes out. But uh, Vaughn Grissom has been another one that ever since calling him up, it's been an extra spark and uh, should be should be a lot of fun to see where this team goes. Like I said, I think Swanson's deal is going to be very soon. I think within the next couple of weeks, we're going to hear some things about that. I think he wants to stay here. He should. But in the off chance, he moves on. We do have Vaughn Grissom, as I said. So, But that's going to do it for us. Shout out to all you amazing people that make this show so much fun to do. That sports show is exactly that. It's not this sports show. It's not another sports show. It's not some other thing there. It's that sports show. And I'm Jeremy the Impact York, and we will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. Go check out betonline.net.